Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 19 On the third new moon after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain, while Moses went up to God. The Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandment, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people, and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai, in the sight of all the people. And you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain, or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people, and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, Be ready for the third day, do not go near a woman. On the morning of the third day there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain, and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai, to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord, and to look, and many of them perish. Also, let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you yourself warned us, saying, Set limits around the mountain, and consecrate it. And the Lord said to him, Go down and come up, bringing Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. 
So Moses went down to the people and told them. Exodus chapter 20 God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God, and my jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of your Lord God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning, and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. They stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the people of Israel, You have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourself gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you should not build it of hewn stone. For if you wield your tool on it, you profane it. And you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. The following is the English translation of Pastor Moen Wu's teaching on the book of Exodus, chapters 19 and 20, translated by David. Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Let's review chapter 19 and 20. After they left Rephidim, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. God wants to make a covenant with them. In the past, when people complained about no water, God gave them water. When they complained about no food, God provided them with food. Starting with chapter 19 and 20, God's people beginning to grow in maturity. 
To better understand God's will and to know who He is, it is not enough that Moses knows God. God wants all His people to know His will. Once they arrived in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, God spoke. In verse 13 of the chapter 19, the Lord called to them of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, Yourselves have been seen, and I did what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. So God wants to remind Moses, the purpose of getting you out of Egypt is not to just ask you to engage in this strategic organization and solve people's everyday problems, solving conflicts or friction on earth. What was done, we all people see, and God shall receive the glory. We need to turn and belong to God. We live on earth as it is in heaven. All these people lined up overnight just to see you. Most are, most these are miscellaneous things on earth. Leaders must understand, this purpose of this organization is not about solving earthly matter. We need to help people learn to bore on God's wing. We need to think about heavenly matters. Sometimes we, as spiritual leaders, will make visits to people's homes and care for them, one after another. We are solving things among people. These earthly matters will not last forever. God said to bore people's people on eagle's wings and bring people to himself is more important. It is about bringing into God's kingdom that truly God's matter that's truly matter. In verse 5 and 6, God said, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasure possession among all people. For all the earth is mine. Meaning you people don't know how precious you are to God. Even till today, many Christians do not know how important they are. We are children of God. He saved us from Satan and the evil one. He saved us from the judgment of sin. God saved us from penalty. He did not just want us to have a happy, beautiful life on earth. God want us, wants to reveal His glory all over earth. All of the land are His. Salvation come to the Israelites and Jewish people. They must learn to be priests and share the gospel. All people on earth shall be saved, not just Jewish people. All of you shall be priests in God's kingdom. All of us shall bring people to God himself. Not just only Moses knows God's voice, all the people in the kingdom in a holy nation shall know God's heart. See what people said in verse 8. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to God when people don't fully know themselves. They think they can do it all by themselves. Some may even say, All the testimony I give, I can do them all. Dear family, any growth and breakthrough in our lives, all because of God's mercy. We must live humbly before God. Don't be like these people, saying, All that the Lord has spoken to me, we will do. God then reveals himself. And even if people really can do it all, God has spoken by themselves. In verse 9, the Lord said to Moses, 
Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe you forever. So sometimes God hides himself in a thick cloud. You can pray to God, Lord, please reveal yourself to me, and let me come to your chamber and pray that you will appear to me. The New Testament already has promised that God will appear to us who loved him. So pray for God to appear and don't hide from us anymore. Speak to us, reveal to me. I long to see you and I long to know you. From verses 10 to 13, God made so many restrictions and limits. Go to the people and consecrate them and let them wash their garments. Not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. So whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death, shall not come up until trumpets sound a long blast. So why God get so much limits? Because they said to him that they will do what the Lord has spoken. First, God wanted to hit himself before speaking to them. Second, God must set a safe boundary before they could come nearer to him. Because God is perfectly holy, and sinners must distance themselves from God. People will experience this on the day of the judgment. The same thing you will read in the book of Revelations. God's glory manifests like Moses and all his children. We shall bow before him and honor him and feast with him. Verses 14 to 18. On the morning of the third day, this is 50 days after Passover. It is Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. In the New Testament, it's the day of coming of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, that's the day God revealed himself and opened himself up to the pe- to people. Pentecost is actually more than just the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It is the day God's heart is open to us. The purpose of it is so that we can see God's heart that's open. So on the morning of the, on the, of the third day, there were thunders, and lightning, and thick clouds on the mountains, and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. So we must fear the Lord. Verse 19 and on says that, And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder, so that the people could actually approach. Dear family, we're about to review chapter 20. You may think that it is just about the Ten Commandments. I know that. But how people actually know it, do they actually know it? It is about God who wants to open his heart to us. When we talk about the Ten Commandments, it is all about you shall not do this and that. What God is saying, children, I want to open my heart to you. On the day of Pentecost, I want to show you my heart, and you will know. This is my love for you. This is what I want to reveal to you, the way that you can come close to me. Verse 1 in chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, Now, there are four purposes of the Ten Commandments. First, God wants to reveal His holiness, justice, and His character. Second, These things will disqualify us from standing before God. These things will cause death and we can become a kingdom of priests and holy people. 
Third, the sin Adam committed clearly showed that we don't know God's heart. All the shall nots in the Ten Commitments show these generations since Adam's time until God made a covenant with them. They all lived their lives this way. God wanted them to leave sin and evil and death to enter his heart's intention. Lastly, mankind can live up to the Ten Commitments. We can't do it. We can't do the Ten Commitments that it was required us to do. Only when you receive God's salvation and be able to live under the cover of Passover and eat the lamb, you could possibly enter Pentecost and enter in the governance of the kingdom of God in the manifestation of his will. So surely Passover, you must feed the lamb greatly, drink and eat Jesus and live under his cover and be protected by his precious blood. Only then God's law can be opened to you in the Holy Spirit-filled Pentecost. So pray to God. Please reveal the Ten Commitments to me. Please reveal your heart to me. All the shall nots you said is not just a commitment or restriction to me, but it is a layer of protection. It is the fastest way to your heart. So guide me to understand your commitment. Let's look at chapter 20, verse 2. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Now, before God went on to the Ten Commitments, He first tells His people that you belong to me. God has taken people out of slavery. There's no other choice but to accept the Ten Commitments as our life. Verse 3, You shall have no gods before. You must take time to know God and take time to read the scriptures and some books. So Lord, help me understand you, that you are the one true God. Don't let my family, my job, my children to replace you. Don't let my reputations, my savings in the bank, my good retirement plans, or house in place of you. My God, you are priority. Verse 5 and verse 6. You shall now bow to, not bow to idols or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, in a just, jealous God, visiting the equities of the father on the children to the third and fourth generation, but those who hate me, by showing steadfast love to thousands of those who loved me and keep my commitments. It is not about our parents or ancestors have worshipped idols or other gods that God will come after us for a payback. This part is telling us that for those who disobey his commitment, he shall pursue it three or four generations. Those who obey him, that he will show steadfast love to thousands of generations. What a great difference. God's wrath and God's love is very much importunate. Don't actually cry and count the three or four generations of curses and plead guilty to, oh, my ancestors and my ancestors' ancestors, what they have done. This traces all the way back to the time of Adam. All generations have sinned. They were all of Adam's descendants. But really count is whether or not we can enter into God's salvation. And he shall bless us 
with his steadfast love for thousands of generations. We need, to hold, we need to hold on to God's promise of his steadfast love. We need to understand his word. In verse 7, You shall not take the name of your Lord God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain, such as misusing God's word in mantra or claim that you see something, and even when you pray with words without meaning it, if you're taking, you are taking God's name in vain. And even when you use his name in a joke or pretend to be surprised or side over to curse and to curse God's name, you're taking God's name in vain. So ask God to forgive us. Phrases like, oh my God, oh any vulgar languages that you're taking God's name in vain. Have you ever thought about when we are taking God's name in vain? It is a big sin. We must be careful and be alert about it. A slight, wrongful thoughts in your heart will violate these laws. You should be concerned about. You should be concerned about these, in, instead of worrying about what your ancestors have done or what you could, what what could curse because of your ancestors. In verse eight, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It seems like we are only worrying about sinning against God because you are afraid of the curses. But all these four things describe all concern about our relationship with God. People are sometimes afraid of curses. It is because he or she is afraid to offend. It is not because he or she is afraid to offend God, but they are more scared of themselves to get harmed. But really, it was all about having a good relationship. From the language I use and how I apply it in this, in this world, my worship all is treated as my priority and will cover it all what's required of from the first to the fourth commitment so don't just focus on one part about god will curse you three or four generations are you building an intimate relationship with god or you worship your money your house your job and your savings didn't you offend god already if you're taking god's name in vain and give false prophecies make jokes about God's name, it also offends God. These acts make God jealous. Also, if we don't keep the Sabbath state, we work from Monday to Saturday, and on Sunday, we go and have fun and run our errands. It's so easy just to attend church gatherings online these days. We can just go play while listening to the church gathering. Do you think this behavior offends God? God shall not be mocked. People are afraid of curses of them, and yet they're not afraid to offend God. So the first four commandments are all about our relationship with God. You can pray, Oh God, teach me how to worship you. Teach me how to fear you. Teach me how to honor you. Teach me how to take time and interact with you. The next one is, Honor your father and your mother, that your days it be long in the land and the Lord your God has given you. God wants to, you to understand authority, order, honoring. Next, you shall not murder. God wants to teach you to respect life. Does it mean that we need to terminate that penalty in any anticipation of war? You shall not murder means that you do not treat other people's life as worthless. Be careful of these abortion laws. 
That's, that is why we Christians pose these wrongful laws. That also includes holding grudges, envy, anger, revenge, commit suicide, taking drugs, and endangerment of self or others. These are all part of this. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. It is not just about being faithful in marriage. It even includes premarital sex, any lustful thoughts, the love of the world. These are all acts of adultery. Next, you shall not steal. When you think what your God is not being fair, and then you start stealing from others that not belong to you, such as asses, God's glory, I did not love others and care and provide for others, that is stealing grace. I am sharing the gospel or not sharing the gospel, so you are stealing God's gospel. You can say that I have never stolen anything. Yes, we have. We have stolen God's grace and His glory. We have stolen His time. For example, when you're working at your job, you want God's wisdom and power. And once you're off the clock, you should need God's grace even more. In verse 16, you shall not bear false witnesses against your neighbors, such as telling a white lie. Oh, I am not home. I am busy. I have eaten. And I have it. Oh, don't worry. Your sickness is not serious. With exaggerating languages, spreading false informations. Dear family, we really need the Holy Spirit to highlight to us. Sometimes we talk in lessons in the political arenas. You see false witnesses are everywhere, trapping others, purposely attack others to win elections, and make fake news and fabricate stories in the politics. Even in churches, there are malicious accusations to discredit others and malicious judgment of others. A congregation like that, do you think, can host God's presence? You don't want to offend God and hurt people. In verse 17, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Or make his servant, his male servants, or his female servants, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Oh, God is not fear. Why my neighbor gets so much and I have so little? There's also envy and jealousies and hatred. All of these Ten Commitments are telling you that you need to know God's heart. Even if you obey all the rules and you still don't know God's heart, then it's useless. Oh, I have never stolen anything, you may say. I don't get angry and I never hurt anybody. And I don't envy others. I am satisfied with what I have, and I'm enthusiastic, and I serve at the church, even. But do you know God's heart? So as you are reading chapter 20, I encourage you to pray to God. Oh God, reveal to me these rules are not just about restricting me. These are helping me to find a path into your heart. Lord, please build me and help lead me to your heart step by step. Let's look at verses 18, 19, and 20. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of the lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, people were afraid, trembled. They stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us, lest we die. People do not understand God's heart. Moses gets him. Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you 
that you may not sin. You see, Moses understand it. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. When people hear the center and sees God there, they got scared. But Moses sees grace and love and the holiness of God. If you feel God's commitments are troublesome, you do not know God. You should petition to God, draw near to the thick darkness where God is. I encourage you to spend five to ten minutes and meditate on the Ten Commandments. Even if you don't understand it, it is all fine. Just draw near to God and tell God, I love you. Do your work of Ten Commandments in me. Help me understand your heart, God. Let me be like Moses who draw nears to you. These standards, disasters, judgments are not going to make me scared. That all is for the purpose to, for me to draw closer to you. Spend five minutes to get close to God's heart. In verses 24 to 20 says, 6, God said something special. An altar of earth you shut and sacrifice on it, your burnt offerings and your peace offerings. I will come to you and bless you. And more, if you make an altar of stones, you shall not build it of hewn stones. For if you weld your tool on it, you profane it. God wants the altar of stone to be natural, not fixing it with any tools. Just pile the stone and the soil from earth to make the altar, making it natural without any artificial manual processing. That's what God wants. Come close to me, and you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. God does not want them to make it just manufactured or artificially beautiful with stabs that goes high up and to impress people who step on it. God just wants people to stand behind the offering to worship God. Your nakedness be exposed on it, meaning don't show your shame and not put yourself so high up, top over the offerings. So God wants to see the offerings first and through the offering, he sees us. And he wants to see us not so manufacturers, but simple. Just some soiled and pile of stones. And with the offering, that's enough and God will completely accept it. This is God's heart. Do not make a script for the prayers. Worship need not to be ceremonial. Just be honest in your heart and worship and praise him like a child. In Jesus' precious blood, draw close to God naturally in the precious blood of Christ. Me bells and whistles, like beautiful concrete floor or with beautifully edged stones. God calls it shame. I only need you and your offering to make peace with me. So draw near to God in Christ. God's heart be satisfied. Dear family, pray through the Ten Commandments and to know your heart to draw near to God and make offer yourself simply and to simply satisfy you, God. Amen.